All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Aaron here back once again from the Remote Closing Academy podcast. And this episode is gonna be a little bit different than the ones we've done or the you know, three we've done um, up to this point. And that is because this is the first guest that actually hasn't had previous sales experience. Now he's gonna go through his entire story, actually how he had a pretty rough uh, childhood, you know, dad being in the military, which I could resonate a lot with, uh, you know, and him just going through different things through, you know, alcohol and, and addiction and just all these things and how he's able to come out of that, you know, find a new career in the remote closing high ticket space. And that really just changes life, you know, not only make more money than he's ever had before, but also, you know, step out of his, his full-time job, take all this, you know, way more seriously, retire his wife, spend more time with his family and just overall just changes life. It, it, you can't really say more than that. So with, without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and jump in today's episode of the podcast. Uh, Max, how's, uh, how's the day going so far? Man, it's, it's going good. I'm excited. Glad to be here. Um, anytime I get to interact with the RCA community, it's, it's usually like I need it more than they do. So, yeah, <laughs> so I'm excited, man. I'm just glad to, glad to be here. Glad to connect with you Aaron, and, uh, really looking forward to, you know, sharing some of what I've experienced, uh, you know, just however I can help, but I really just want to share with you guys and, and uh, encourage some people because I know there's there's people that are thinking about it. There are people that are just getting into it, and there are people that may have a parallel situation to one that I've been through. And uh, just want to share that, man. So glad to be here. I'm always excited whenever I get to to get yeah, together man. and do something like this. Yeah, yeah, and and for those of you that are are you know listening to one of the RCA podcasts for the first time, you know the the really inspiration behind this this show is you know I was talking with uh, Cole Gordon you know a couple months back and we were like you know we have like a lot of great testimonials, but like my my personality is just like I just genuinely love like meeting new people and and learning the stories behind like you know not only just the success of like you know you, anyone that's watching this has probably seen all the you know the testimonials of like I made this amount of money and I you know did you know RCA is amazing yeah. you should jump into it, but you know I think just just, just really diving into the, you know, the person, right. The, the max behind uh, the, the success story. So, you know, with all that being said, let's um, kind of rewind the clocks a little bit and uh, just maybe break in, you know, before remote closing, before, you know, sales or anything interesting part about um, your story. I think you're maybe one of the first so far that's uh, that doesn't necessarily have like a sales background, which is, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So I guess just, um, yeah, just just kind of break into I guess your story before before any of this stuff happened. Okay, cool. I'll try and keep it short and sweet. But man, uh, before this happened, like I'm just to preface everything, like I never saw me being here. Um, but what where I was at before was uh, went through years and years of dysfunction. So about the time I was. You know, grew up in a good home. My dad was in the military. We moved around a lot. I got to kind of fit in a lot of different places. Uh, then by the time I was 15, we settled in Florida. Uh, and, you know, I had two sisters. My, my family was together. Uh, shortly after being here in Florida, my family split up. I started screwing around with drugs and alcohol, started partying, and got really, really strung out. So by the time I was out of high school, I was on you know, I had been addicted to everything, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, like you name it. I was in yeah. it. I was selling it. I was doing it. Uh, and nearly cost my, you know, graduation and really almost put me in jail for a long time. Um, it probably came a lot closer to death than I realized in a lot of, a lot of situations. 
And, you know, long story short, uh, speed that up a couple of years, you know, the family split up. Uh, so there's lots of bitterness and stuff there yeah. uh, that kind of fueled the fire a little bit. And really like, you know, whenever I was, I was about 16, um, my dad came to me, you know, I came home from school or work or skipping school or work or whatever I was doing that day. And he came yeah. out to me in the, in the driveway and he's like, he's like crying. And this is the first time I'd seen my dad cry. He was like my hero, you know? So I don't, I don't recall ever having seen him cry before, even the many times that we said bye in the airport, you know, for, for a yeah. year, like, okay, I'll see you in a year. And like, he, he wouldn't cry. You know, I just thought he was just really tough and he was. And uh, so he, he cried and he said, me and your mom are getting a divorce and take me to the store to get some beer. And like, I'm not, not bashing my dad. Like that was just how he coped, you know, that was, that was how he dealt with stuff. And so in that moment, I was like, love's not real. Grown men drink and do whatever, whenever they feel pain. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm going to just work at McDonald's for the rest of my life and party every night. And so that was like, all of that stuff just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and like settled in my soul when I was that age. And so that's what I did uh you know gave up on the military gave up on all the goals that i had at that age and just kind of let them fizzle out and die well if we if we moved forward a couple of years man i bounced around a little bit more got in some more trouble went further and further down the rabbit hole by the time i was 25 um my youngest sister was 19 me and both of my sisters were in addiction together uh, you know, meaning we were doing the same drugs, running the same with the same people. Uh, and my my 19 year old sister committed suicide. And so I was like, dude, what? Back <laughs> like, back, my, like it was just like bam, bam. Yeah. So, you know, there was there was a couple years in between that that whole drugging and drinking kind of ramped up. Whenever that happened, it was just like, okay, cool. Now I have an excuse to go even deeper down the rabbit hole. Instead of it being something that pulled me out, it was like a reality check. It was like, it just kind of made me bury my head in the sand some more. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I, I went a little bit further down there for the next four, four years, I guess, until, you know, I realized like, I'm, I'm going to die. You know, it's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Uh, I'm either going to get killed, overdose, commit suicide or go to prison like those yeah. were my options at that point that i was very very sure that one of them was going to happen very soon and uh you know some some folks with uh some authority uh some legal authority pointed me very uh kindly and suggestively that i should go and get some help somewhere or have yeah. some consequences thrown my way and so I, I took them up on that and they connected me with a place up in south carolina and uh it's called it's called evans training center and they basically they they interviewed me to come in and you know if i look back on that whole process what they did to interview me and do the intake process was sales yeah they're not they're not in sales man they're they're perpetual they're like pushing the gospel like hard but everything they did along that process was sales they were qualifying me they were vetting me uh they're tying me down right mm -hmm. so they're asking me all these questions what are you willing to do are you willing to do whatever it takes and one of my favorite questions in the whole process was 
does the name Jesus Christ offend you? And I said, well, uh, at this point, there's not a whole lot that offends me. So yeah, sure. I'll give it a try. I'm going to die. I might as well. Like if, if that's the only way, then uh, let's, let's give it a shot. And so I hate, I hate to say it that way, but he's, I chose God blast. Mm. Uh, but in that moment, he, he still met me there. And, and that's whenever my life turned around, that group of people took me in. They loved me. They put up with my crappy attitude for months and years and helped grow me up to a place that I was able to, to function without drugs and alcohol and be, you know, a productive member of society. And so after that, you know, met my wife, we moved back to Florida and then uh, now, now here we are, you know, we've been down here for three years, but, but I joined RCA about a year ago. And at that point um, I was in maintenance. I was doing, you know, apartment maintenance. I was busting my back, you know, I was like, dude, this is like, this can't be the ceiling. Cause throughout that whole process, I realized like I went through this, this, and this, and I'm alive and I'm here to tell the story. So this can't be all that God has planned for me. So I was very restless. I was yeah. very frustrated. I was doing this, you know, I was doing like 30 K a year, you know, working 40 plus hours a week on call on weekends and nights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like every time I walk out the front door, somebody's complaining about their air filter or fire alarm. And I was like, <sighs> leave me alone. I live here yeah. too. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> and so I was like, don't, by the way, if anybody takes anything for this interview, don't harass the maintenance man that lives in your neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Like put in a request. Um, <laughs> just that, just one nugget, just one nugget. Yep. That's it. <laughs> so uh, basically, man, I was doing that and, and my wife and I, we were having a baby. We had a baby and, you know, I had some paternity leave and, I was sitting on YouTube, scrolling around, uh, and then some some dude popped up. He was sitting in an office with like a, a inversion table and a guitar in the background, and just talking. I'm sure all of you guys have seen this this yeah. app. And so I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "What is this guy talking about? What is this? What is this sales thing?" Mm-hmm. Like it never dawned on me. Is that the only thing I'd ever sold were cheeseburgers and and drugs and they really sell themselves so i was just like what is this a sales career online i was like i had no idea what was going on and so i i went through the funnel filled out the application that was unbeknownst to me i was in a sales process yeah and so like i was like okay cool then i had a conversation with trent uh kortansky and like he just messaged me it's like eight o'clock on some random weekday night and he just started having a conversation with me, asking me what was up, you know, why I was interested. They're just kind of really getting to know me and asking me questions that they kind of opened up and like challenged my thinking just by saying, Hey, why are you even, why are we having this conversation? Where are you stuck in life? What do you want to see things? Be? And uh, we hopped on a quick phone call right after that. It can't have been more than 10 minutes. And then he set me up to talk to, to aim. And so we, we talked and, and then I realized, I was like, okay, this is, this is a big conversation. But she walked me through, you know, she did a really deep dive with me about where I was at, like why I wasn't happy there. And then 
what the possibilities were to be somewhere else, you know, and, mm -hmm. and really kind of connected the dots and helped me understand like a change in career, a change in like upgrading your, basically upgrade your gray matter. You know, like learning new skills is going to help you get to a place that you've never been before, but you can't do it without skin in the game. And I'm not quoting her. I don't remember all the, all the things that she said. Yeah. So aim hey, I, I'm trying to represent the idea of what I took away from the conversation. So, uh, but, but everybody that I talked to there, you know, I, I wasn't keen on the idea. I didn't know what remote closing was. I didn't know what inbound sales were. I mean, I knew people sold stuff, but I didn't know that like the high ticket space was really a thing. I didn't, I didn't think about e-learning, even though I had bought, e-learning yeah. courses before <laughs> you know what i mean like I, I didn't even think about like whoa this is a career i just thought it was something that you just went through to get stuff mm -hmm. and uh so they basically they through the conversations that i had with with her and aaron raposa they uh they basically helped me understand like if you if what happened in my mind was if they're able to sell to me a product I didn't know I wanted or needed Yeah. through their sales training, which is what they are selling, then I'll want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they took me from a place of not knowing this existed to spending money I didn't really have. Yeah. Right. It was, it was definitely a leap of faith for me. There were a lot of arguments at home, just so you know, guys and gals, that's probably par for the course. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. like, if you if you have a uh, significant <laughs> other or somebody else, they're always going to, you know, uh, rightfully so, right? Play play a little bit more devil's advocate to make sure that it is, you know, if if, if you're with someone and they don't really care, like you might want to question some <laughs> some stuff yeah, there. But, but yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, exactly. So if if your partner is not in that camp, that's great. Cool power to you i mean but if they if they are in that camp don't like sometimes I, I would say sometimes you just have to know like is this right and really count the cost and then if you know that it's right you gotta you gotta be willing to fight for that yeah and that's you know and as a as a husband and a a new father again i was like this is this is an opportunity for me to change the trajectory of our life and like, yeah. you know, I was like, you know, I might take a hit in the short term. Obviously the investment was a hit, but the, on the other side of that, like I knew it would take a minute to ramp up and I had like a cushy job. Like it was so, it was so screwy too. Cause like I said before, I was doing like 30 K and then while I was in the training, I got a raise to like 50 K. Right. So I got a 50 K plus some benefits raise. And then another company bought out our property and then promoted me and moved me to another property. So I got another eighteen, another twenty k raise. So I went, I went up forty k in in income for the year, doing something I didn't like yeah. that really tied me down. And like the benefits were there, the apartment concession was there, and I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. And so I literally walked away from additional. Like I didn't ever see that money. Like I got 40K in raises in that six month period and like walked away from it before I even saw it come to pass. Mm -hmm. And so like, I never got attached to that money and I was like, okay, cool. I can make it on 30K. 
and I knew, and like my first offer, the base was 30 K. And so I was like, okay, cool. As long as I close one deal a month, I'm doing better than I was before. I mean, that's like the, the trap that the, uh, I was talking with the, the last guest about this and they actually pulled it, uh, mentioned it, but it's like, it's this trap that, that so many people get in, right. It's like, you know, for, for you, maybe it was a little different cause you, you, you weren't attached to that, that 70 K and like, you, you never like actually spent that and, you know, built a lifestyle around the 70 K, um, to be able to like kind of step away from that. But it's like, and you know, with inflation and, you know, not to go down the whole, that, that whole rabbit hole, but I mean, uh, like the, today's hundred K is like, you know, 10 years ago's 60 K 50 K, you yeah, know? It's, so it's, it's like, ridiculous. it's, it's crazy how, um, but you know, obviously kudos to you to, uh, to taking that jump. Um, you know, I think first of all, before I even go to the next question, I just wanted to, to just say, appreciate, you know, sharing, sharing your story and just the transparency behind it. You know, we're going to have 10, hundred thousands of people listening to this episode. And I think that, um, there's, there at least one person is going to resonate with, um, you know, a situation like yours, you know? Um, so, uh, you going back to kind of like making that jump and, 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 you know, having the 30 K job that went up to 70, but then like still betting on yourself. What, um, what were some of the things that I guess like went through your head that made you want to make that jump? Cause, cause you're right. Like 70 K like you can live off 70 K, you know, with the, you know, one, two kids, three kids, mm-hmm. you can, you can make it work. But what, mm-hmm. what was the thing that, that, that made you, I guess, like believe in yourself that like you were going to make it work. I think there were a couple factors. Um, one was my coach. <laughs> yeah. So, so Aaron definitely helped me out a lot with that because like we, we actually had a conversation where we wrestled, like we, like we had to like put it down on paper, count the costs and like, like he had to actually hold my feet to the fire and we kind of wrestled back and forth with the idea for a while because I was sitting in my work van at this new property I, I hated the property. I hated the management company. Like I said, I hadn't had seen the money come in yet, but it was like, I got like one check and I was like, Oh, Oh, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I was like, this is different. Oh, okay, cool. That's like a, a month's worth of work, you know, yeah. for a pay period. And I was like, okay, cool. I like that. That's cool. And I was talking to him and I was like, look, man, I got this offer. And it was with a really cool company. It's it's a faith based entrepreneurs company called Rise Up Kings. They 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 offered me a position as a setter, which is my first remote sales position. Uh, I did one self sourced offer for about a week, and I was like, no, no, this ain't working. Yeah, (laughs) and so like you know, and I was doing them both at the same time, but I was going through this interview process with uh, with Rise Up Kings at that point, and. I was like, you know what? I've I've wanted to use the skills that I've learned, the story that I have, the passion I have for wanting to help people grow and especially doing that from a faith-based perspective uh, as a majority of what I do with my life. Mm-hmm. Changing light bulbs and doing goofy things because corporate <laughs> says so. <laughs> even though they don't make sense, was not really how I saw myself wanting to spend my life. Could I Mm -hmm. serve there? Could I share the gospel with people doing that? Yeah, 100%. But I didn't feel like that. I felt like that was limiting what I could do and where I could go with it. Yeah. So, so I was like, you know what, this is, this is my alley. This is going to worst case scenario. uh, I'm going to learn best case scenario. I learn and earn. 
and you know it panned out to where both of those things happened and uh, I learned a lot during that period you know, I learned yeah. a lot with that company I learned a lot about myself uh, made some great connections and relationships through that and uh, really you know it just kind of boosted my belief in my ability to do that so after six eight months of being there i was like really chomping at the bit to close i was like so i had a down sell offer i could close and it, i wasn't doing well at that it was it was one that was being built out also so there were there were some things there that, kinks, that yeah there were some kinks to work out and the, you know the marbles in the mouth and all that stuff yeah. but then i you know then long story short that that opportunity and that that offer uh, ended up letting me go. And then, uh, I ended up going to another company and, you know, they were right there ready for me. I actually got connected with this company through a friend in RCA that, I, you know, made good friends and solid relationships with him. His name's Kyle Sullivan. And, uh, you know, he and I, we've been going back and forth. Like we, we have like hour long conversations on the phone, you know, every week or we just check in. And like, hey, dude, this is what I'm going through. Hey, dude, this is what I'm going through. You know, whether it be sales or home life or the kids or, or whatever. And like, yeah. we just from across the country became like best buds. And it's all because like we're in the same space. So there's another there's another nugget, man. There's there's people going through what you're going through right here. Yeah. Uh, and don't don't forsake that because there there's a lot more common ground than you might think with somebody who's just, just another member, yeah. you know? So, so don't overlook those opportunities to get in relationships. Uh, they might change your life. <laughs> they yeah. just might do it. But he, he brought me on to the offer that he's been working in, which is actually a, a company that helps with podcasts. It helps monetize and, and get up listenership. And that's kind of how I got interested in the podcasting space. And, yeah. And so I'm like, dude, let's, let's get together. It's a coincidence. Let's yeah. That's awesome. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's really cool, man. So we got into that and, uh, you know, my first month I kind of shared a little bit about that and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to brag just to be really clear, man, because it's, you know, you kind of alluded to it earlier. It's not all about the money. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff that comes with that. There's peace, there's, there's joy, there's like freedom, there's time with your family. There's the ability to make different choices right now. It's, you know, 1030 on a Tuesday morning where I'm at and I'm like sitting here, you know, borrowing my friend's office to record a podcast to share my story. If I was still doing maintenance, I wouldn't be able to do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to spend time you know, with the church, like, like I want to, Yeah, I wouldn't be able to spend time, like taking my family on vacation. Like I wanted to before, which, which we had an awesome week last week doing vacation for, you know, our whole family had birthdays last week. So, <laughs> so that's what we did. And, and we were able to celebrate that. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't make the sleep. Mm -hmm. And uh, so since then, like my wife is, has left her job which she had a great salary, great benefits. You know, she was a bit coordinator at the chamber of commerce locally. So all the connections, the salary, all that stuff, she was able to walk away from that and be a stay at home mom. Dude, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it's scary at times because it's, it's a lot of weight and pressure, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I know just from the short time I've been in this space in, in the last year, less than a year, 
I've been in this space. I went through the training, got a job, got multiple jobs. Like I've gone out and contracted my own jobs with companies that I love and believe in on the side as a consultant. And, you know, it just works for me because I took what, what you guys teach and just applied it to my life and my passions and said, Oh, well, what's cool. Okay. They teach, they teach worship. Okay, cool. Let's go talk to Jake over there and, and see if I can be a part of their team for a little bit. So there's just like little, just, it's just a cool thing, man. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I'm kind of getting off track here, but <laughs> no, dude, but, I, I think like, I'm just like kind of taking it all in and, and listening to like each of these points. Cause like there's multiple points in there where like, it just gave me like chills. Cause I think there's, you know, in this online space, kind of like what you talked about is there's, unless you're in the space and you're like really in the space, it's like, it's kind of separate from the outside world. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, one, two, like the first three people that we had on, uh, on the podcast, like they'd already kind of been a part of like, not necessarily like the online space, like the high ticket sales part of it, but it's just, it it really is this like untapped world, right? Like this untapped world that, that there's just so much, so much potential for, for literally anybody, right? If you're willing to put in the work, you're willing to put in the effort and, and, you know, and this isn't even a a pitch for RCA. This is just in general, like one of the things that, you know, Cole really just pushes in a lot of the ads and content is like, this is an untapped industry. And, um, you know, kind of like what you said too, is like, you, you, you know, you, you left one job or not left, but you know, got let go or whatever, right. You you left one of the job, the, um, what's it called? The, the offers, but then like you were able, able to find another one. Because there's there's oh, yeah. there's literally a shortage of people like Max, right? Closers, set like appointment setters. These businesses will not only pay you, but pay you lots of money to solve a problem that they have, and that is you know trading your skills for the time that they don't have to run the business in order mm-hmm. to take those calls. So no, I think everything that you shared in there is just is really kind of all the culmination of like all the hard work that you've put in the you know the sacrifice that you've made which i'm sure it has come with you know sleepless nights sometimes and and grinding and outreach and follow up and and all that kind of stuff to make sure that you are providing for your family but um you know what what would you say like is because we've talked about like some of the offers and and some of the wins and and maybe some of the setbacks but what what's maybe like one of the the hardest parts that you found through the whole process? Because obviously we, we I like talking about the the sunshine and rainbows, but for anyone that mm-hmm. is coming in, I, I want them to also understand like it isn't easy, right? It's 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 hard work that goes into it. So what's um what would you say like if there was any like major roadblocks blocks for you that that someone that is maybe thinking about getting into remote closing should should have on their radar? Okay, uh, I've got a gigantic laundry list of things that have been brought to my attention both uh-huh. internally and externally thanks to uh significant people in my life uh yeah. but i would say one of the biggest roadblocks i've had is self-discipline uh with the ability to do this job from anywhere uh comes the responsibility of making do yourself <laughs> do it <Yeah. laughs> so, so it's like I think I'll just stay in my pajamas today. Yeah. You know, and then and then like that can turn into and I'm not saying that's my habit. It's not my habit. I don't do that. It's kind of like a uh part of the growth process, you know. It's like if I'm gonna it's say also, it's also part of being human, you know. It's like when yeah, you know, when you when you go from you know, have basically being on call as, you know, in, in your in your past job into now it's like I 
do I don't necessarily have to, you know, go into work or I don't have to answer this this one call, right? It's just, you know, the the Spider-Man quote, right? With with great great power comes great responsibility, being able to to hold yourself accountable. 100%, man. And like the and that same that same mindset applies to staying in a growth mindset. Like cuz it's really easy to be like, I have I have arrived. I have done this look what we have created yeah you know it's like but that's not the end goal right because whenever whenever we sign up we say you know for some of us we say something like i need to make 5k a month if i could only make 5k a month if i could only make 5k a month i could walk away from everything you know and i would be so happy and then you get there and realize oh but wait there's more that's it (laughs) and it's it's not and i'm not saying like shot up I'm saying yes, shiny thing syndrome happens. But what I am saying is there's so much more to once you get to that place, you realize, oh, I can do that in Mm -hmm. 20 hours a week. So how am I going to choose to spend my time and and resources and steward those things that, that I've been entrusted with in a way that's going to be healthy, good, beneficial, and enjoyable Mm -hmm. for, for others and myself. And that's, that's, uh, that's another part of the discipline part. It's like, oh, cool. I have this resource and it can be really tempting to sell everything to everyone. Yeah. You know, say it's like, oh, hey, hey, mom, you should start a podcast. (laughs) You know, know, but you, it's not, you know, just because you could do it doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. Right. And so that responsibility as well to be able to like to be able to take away a sale or not make a pitch. Get get I would say get to a place where you're just totally cool with not making a sale. Then and then they'll start happening. Mm-hmm. Like because if because like we like to do this, I like to do this. I like I'll I'll just make it personal. I like to do this. And so whenever I do this. I get very, you know, like I imagine my one-year-old, like he'll get angry, he'll go, ooh, you know, <laughs> just like just shake all over and punch his fist, you know. But yeah, whenever whenever I get like that and I want to hold on to everything or I'm so attached to the outcome, uh, I get I get to a place where I'm just like I push people away. And if I if I'm just attached to an outcome, if it's a good fit and if it's the right thing and if it's helpful. And you know it's meant to happen, and it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that to say, keep your skills sharp. Yeah, dude. I think uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's. I mean, even in in you saying that stuff, like there's so many things that comes to mind for me. Like you know, having having an accountability partner, right, is, is a solution to that a lot of times. Because uh, it's funny within um, within the company with uh, with Cole. We recently did a uh, a six. It was a, like a six week like health challenge, and uh, I'm someone that like you know I have three kids, and you know I, I make the same excuses as everyone. It's like oh like when I get home I'm tired, and it, you know it's hard to you know, get out and about. But when you know when you're in a group, you know we had I think it was like 40 people within the company, literally just like holding each other accountable, like daily posts. You know what did you do today? Do you do your workout? Do you do your you know? It was just like. It, it became something where I was able to make the time to do that because like there was someone else breathing on my neck, like, Hey, did you put, or, you know, did you, you know, go out for your workout, whatever. And it's like, 
those, those little things kind of like you did with Kyle is, you know, creating that, that group of like, Hey, weekly we check in or, you know, it's what's bio. It doesn't matter what the time frame is mm-hmm. just understanding and, and having like a little bit of that pressure on, on the, you know, on your back. And, um, you know, I think sometimes people will kind of look at that negatively if like, you know, I don't want someone like looking over your shoulder, but like, what are you usually doing when you have a nine to five job? You have a boss, you have a supervisor, you have someone yeah. that's always like constantly on your back. So, so why does it like, why does it get weird? Why does it change? You know, when we, uh, when we kind of go in and do it, you know, on our own type thing. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked about some of the successes in terms of like, you know, getting placed in the offer. So, so you're in a, in a brand new offer right now. We don't have to go like into the specifics, but is it, you know, are you enjoying the offer? Like what have, have been some of the wins there? Man, I was like, I was looking from the outside in for a little while and I was like, oh, I don't know. This is pretty cool sounding. Uh, and then the circumstances happened. And also around the same time, like my eyes got open to how cool and powerful the offer really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started working with the team and it's just like, uh, I'm there with friends. Like these are people that I knew before I joined the team that I get to work with. So like I'm there with them. We have a really, really, really awesome culture fit and mindset. We just go together really well. And that, that alone is worth a lot. Yeah. You know, like that alone is worth a lot and it brings a lot of, a lot of happiness to, to, I look forward to the team meetings mm-hmm. because I get to see my friends. Yeah. When's, you know? <laughs> when's the last time you said that in the, like, uh, you know, anyone that's listening or even you, right. It's like, when do you get excited for meetings? Like once you can get excited for meetings and it feels like just a, a friend get together, like you found, you found your place. For oh, a yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so cool. Like, like we, you know, speak kind of transparently. I, I don't think they'll mind, but like, we have like a moment where we're like, dude, I'm discouraged, overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what's going to happen this month. I mean, it's, it's normal. Yeah. Right. For this industry. But, uh, you know, we, we were able to like take the time we spent like two hours together and kind of shared what we were struggling with, found out we were on the same common ground and literally like we just played some music and prayed together and like encouraged each other and being able to, you know, being a group of people, whatever, whatever your group of people is, right. Being able to be in that group of people and be open and transparent about what you're going through and, and nurture each other, right. And encourage each other. Um, it's, it's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's just like, just part of the offer that I really love seeing the results is really cool. Uh this offer in particular is it's basically a flywheel effect of referral partners. And, and it's really cool being on the sales team for this offer basically makes me a referral partner or setter yeah, yeah. for, for every other offer that's part of the cohort. Mm-hmm. And so there's just this flywheel effect of, you know, guests, hosts, referrers, closers that everybody's like being able to push somebody to the right connection or the right person. And basically, you know, it's growing and we're delivering and the price point just went up and it's, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. really cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, we're getting a lot of the, the marketing is dialed in and it's, it's a, the, the, it's a great Ascension model and the clients that come in, it's like buying insurance 
like you know it's like i talk to people sometimes i'm like you know you wouldn't wake up in the morning and all of a sudden decide uh hey honey i think we need to have a talk about the refrigerator i've been contemplating getting rid of it you know, it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. you never wake up in the morning and say i think i'm gonna get rid of the refrigerator it's not doing what i hoped it would do anymore yeah and that's that's kind of like what this this offer does so whenever people come into it, we help them get their listenership up, show them how to monetize in like five different ways. And they basically get a business by being a part of it. So uh, with having all of that available, like why, why would we ever leave? And it's recurring. It's a recurring commission. Yeah. And so it's just like, man, build relationships, help people out. That's cool. The money's right. And I love the team. So I couldn't, I don't know. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And I, I feel like that's the truth. So yeah, man, uh, that's, I, that's I super it. powerful. I like that quote just always, it, I think it, I might have it as a, a canvas or something like at home, but it's basically like, you know, you are exactly where you need to be. I think, you know, a lot of times we, we get really caught up with, you know, uh, especially with social media, you see people and they're like posting their Lambos and their, you know, vacations and all this stuff. And it's like, you start to feel like bad for yourself. And it's like, well, I mean, you are literally exactly where you need to be. So like, if you're listening to this podcast and this is giving you like inspiration or, you know, to take next steps, like you, you're where you need to be. If, you know, if you're, if you're currently working a, a job and, and you're thinking like, you know, th this could be better, like, yeah, but you know, there, there's a difference between thinking that and, and taking the action to do so, you know? Um, so dude, we're, we're coming up a little bit up on, on time. And I think we, we pretty much went through, through everything, I guess, what would be like something, you know, if someone is kind of like on the fence of, of jumping into, you know, RCA or maybe not even jumping into RCA, but just learning more about like the remote closing industry or high ticket sales or whatever, what would you say to someone that's, that's kind of on the fence? I would say, I would say really like, think about, is that what you want? Like, do you, do you really, is it right for you? Do you see yourself in a desk job? Because in all actuality, you're going to spend time on your computer or on your phone at a desk and, and pay attention to that, man. Like pay attention to that. Like, Cause for me, the transition was blue collar to white collar like manual labor to you know doing something totally different so like that was an adjustment for me so be just be aware of those things like be aware of those things and think uh am i willing to am i willing to take the time these are these are words of caution and also i would say if you're sitting on the fence about it and you know that you know that you are not content where you are right now and that you need to do something drastic to get somewhere different, then I would say make sure it's not going to cost you marriage and make sure that you're going to be able to feed your kids and then do it. Yeah. Well, actually that, that's a, that's an interesting, the, the last question just popped to the, to my head. Um, cause it's kind of the, the same question, but you know, along the lines of, of, you know, someone does have a spouse or, you know, a significant other or whatever. Right. Um, how did that conversation go with you? Cause I know, you know, I remember like the, the back of my hand when, you know, when I, 
first jumped into entrepreneurship and, you know, uh, we had a, a baby on the way and it was kind of just like, a it was, a, it was a lot of skepticism. It was a lot of, um, you know, just from, from past, uh, you know, business ventures that didn't work out or, you know, past relationships, whatever it was, it was, um, it was definitely a, a selling my wife on, on some of the things. So I guess maybe how did you approach that situation? Cause I think there's other people that might be listening to this that like, will be in that same situation, you know? Yeah. So, uh, me, I'm, I'm not a very skeptical person, right. Because of my story, like I went through so much, mm. did so much bad stuff and then had so much grace given to me that I err on the side of being too trusting. <laughs> and so my wife's on the other side of the spectrum there. She errs on the side of like really due diligence, contract facts, guarantees, yeah, refunds, like those kind of things are what she wants to know. Right. Uh, so, so how the actual situation played out was, uh, basically became a two V one in sales jargon. Yeah. Uh, so me and Aaron went through all of the questions that she had, and then we had a call with her and nice. there was definitely tension in the house for a long time. Right. There's, there are still things about this transition that we are working through. Like if I work from home, the, Hey, I'm home, but I'm not home. Yeah, conversation is happening, um, and also the 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 whole it's just a whole it's a big shift for everyone, you know. But but having that conversation and and like literally we had a two v one. She looked over the contract. We were like, "What's the guarantee?" You know, all I had to satisfy all of those things, and RCA and Aaron and AM and everybody did a really great job with helping that happen. Because mm-hmm. I think because they saw and they knew that first of all they they didn't sell it to me they don't sell to you know from what I've seen they don't sell to people that aren't going to be able to make it right because yeah. you can't you can't skill transfer to somebody who doesn't have the attributes to transfer the skill to exactly so that's one thing and then the other thing is like they they literally walked me through the whole process of how it was going to work and I bought in uh, emotionally and and like I believed it. So like I had a belief level that was that was hard to shake. And it was one of those things where, you know, like I was adamant and I kept going and kept going. And my wife was like, Well, you're just gonna do it anyway, so do it. <laughs> and, so, and so like that's I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's the ideal. If you can get a better yeah. scenario than that before you bite the bullet, do that. Do that for yourself and for your marriage. Um but in, in my situation, that's what it came down to. But to this day, you know, every time something really cool happens, whenever I close, like earlier in July, uh, I closed the deal, you know, it was like an hour and a half phone call and I made 3,700 bucks on it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, hey, honey, I love you. And thank you for letting me do this because- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and then it's it, working one, out. Yeah, an hour, an hour and a half conversation turns into, I mean, one hour and a half conversation equates to your last months of pay, right? So yeah. it's like it's it's crazy that like the, the difference there. Sorry, you were gonna add something else? No, man. That's I mean, whenever just realizing that and being in that place and saying, hey, hey, honey, I know there are some things in our relationship that I've screwed up, and this isn't one of them. 
Yeah. I, I know it's been, I know it's been difficult for both of us, but looking back, aren't you aren't you glad that we did this? And and she's yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you did that. You that was the right call. And so there's you know it was good. It ended up being a good deal. Yeah, yeah, dude, that that's awesome. I think like you know whenever we look, you made a, a point about it. Uh, you know, at the very beginning of the call when we were talking about. Uh, how that, that group that you joined that, that kind of helped you out of, you know, your situation. It's like, they were doing sales. It's uh, you know, I think there's this, uh, you know, this, this negative kind of like connotation that's put on the word sales, right. Because it's like, you know, everyone talks about like the, the famous example, like used car salesman, right. Or, or the guy that's, you know, at the kiosk in the middle of the mall, that's trying to sell you stuff. It's like, people are like, Oh, I hate sales salespeople, but like, what do you think you're doing? you know, at, at McDonald's, you're selling cheeseburgers, right? What are you doing at, you know, with a retail store, you're selling products, right? It's, it's, it's the same. It's the same for some, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, it's the same for somebody that, uh, that's pressure washing a house or repairing, replacing a refrigerator or, uh, doing dental work or, you know what I'm saying? It's sales is everywhere. It's my wife and I having a conversation about why this is a good idea. Yeah. Sales sales every and i was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday about the the whole idea like you know there's this quote one out of the ten people are in sales and so are the other nine (laughs) because because no matter what yeah because no matter what every conversation that you're having and and this is something that i think is really crucial you know because in in apologetics you're in sales right in any sort of avenue that you're having a meaningful conversation with another human being, you're either buying or selling a concept mm-hmm. because you, when you exchange those ideas, that's where, that's where your mind is being renewed or you're helping somebody else's mind be renewed and to, to obey something isn't to just blindly submit to it. It's to be convinced that it's right to mm. be obedient to it and then submitting to that. And so if we, if we do that in our conversations with people, uh, both leading and following when, when the roles are correct and like being willing to hear and share and speak our honest opinions to people, we're in sales Mm -hmm. on one side or the other, every, every conversation, every interaction can be a a sale of something. And I'm not trying to like life of sales blanket (laughs) statement, like I'm not trying to blanket statement that, but but you can, you know, a good friend, Jake Peterson, one of his testimonies was he used what he learned in sales training to help a coworker quit smoking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you could use the stuff that you have here to get, you can use it on yourself. Like what are the, what are the benefits of not eating out four times a day? You know, like if mm-hmm. you, if you can ask yourself questions and be honest about the answers, you can change the way that you look at life. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for for coming on here. I think this was a, a really good conversation from like not only from like a just a, a learning your story standpoint, but just being able to translate some of those things into a, a lot of uh, anybody listening to this. I think will be able to take a, a ton, uh, whether it is from the story or from some of the just kind of tips and and tricks that we we did along the way. So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, what the heck is RCA? Like, what is remote closing? All that kind of stuff. Um, whether you're watching on YouTube or the podcast space, um, down in the show notes or the description of this video, you'll see a link. Um, and that's going to bring you over not to a sales page, not to book a call, anything. It's just a 19 minute video that uh, our founder Cole goes over how he was able 
to go from, you know, he's working, making 1500 bucks a month as a bartender. This was three years ago, three, three and a half years ago, and uh, all the way up to being able to make more than a brain surgeon uh, in 12 months by using, you know, not only what, what Max is talking about, but what we teach within the Remote Closing Academy. So again, down below, click that video. It'll give you more inf information out of full transparency towards the end of that video. If you're like, you know, it's going to give you the, the tips of how to get started. Uh, but if you do want a little bit more help or, you know, push in the right direction of, okay, we're going to teach you the whole thing from A to Z. We're going to help you get placed into a job, you know, just basically hold your hand through the entire process. Um, that's going to be at the end of the video that you check out in the description or, um, yeah, the, the description or the show notes of this episode. So, uh, Max, any, uh, any parting words before we, uh, before we hop off here, man, no pressure, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what, man, like appreciate yourself, you know, believe in yourself and uh, plug into the people around you. And also I would say, go make some mistakes. There you go. Go make some mistakes, man. Make the, mis make the mistakes, learn from the mistakes, take action on the, uh, on and learn what you, what you're not supposed to do that first time. Yeah. I think like, uh, a lot of people get way too, way too into that mindset of like, what if it doesn't work or what if this happens or what if it, well, what if it does happen? What if yeah. you do take action and it helps you, you know, get to the position where Max is or, or any of the people that we've talked to or anybody else that is, uh, you know, taken action and fallen on their face and made mistakes in the, uh, in the program. So, uh, dude, last time again, thank you so much for, for jumping on the podcast and, uh, you know, lending your time, uh, for those that are watching uh, again, make sure to check out the links in the description or the show notes, and we'll see you guys next week for the next episode of the RCA podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.